Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Listeners, uh, you have tuned in once again, lucky you, to the three questions with Andy Richter. And today, it's not just me, it's Tatiana Maslani. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Thank you so much for being here for us Thank and you with for us. Me. And I know you're not feeling very well. Hey, you you too. What are your symptoms? We got a runny nose. Runny nose, yeah. We got yeah, a yeah. throat thing. Right, right. We got general kind of uh, malaise. Yeah. I get that, but that's because of weed and coke. Hey. Yeah. I, I wish runny. I wish it was that. <laughs> I wish I could say I was coked to yeah, hell right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Coca- cocaine was never uh, my friend. I never. I did it maybe three or four times in my life, and yeah. was always like, "Why do people do this?" It doesn't, from an outsider's perspective, it yeah. doesn't seem fun. No, it, it seems, seems to stressful. turn on the asshole aspects yeah. of you. And then I will tell you the surprise to me from doing it and doing it a few times. The worst hangover. Oh, really? And it wasn't like I was like binging, just, uh-huh. you know, dabbling and uh-huh. woke up the next morning feeling like a truck had burst out of me, not it hit me. You're saying from your, ch- wait, just from like, where? Just, no, I mean, I just felt like every cell in my body uh. had been tapped on with a hammer. It was just <laughs> awful. That's awful, not, awful hangover. Why do it? I don't know. Guys, this is a PSA for yeah, don't yeah, yeah. do coke. Don't do cocaine. I mean, yeah, it'll hurt your uh, health and shorten your life, but also it's a lousy hangover. It's not great. Yeah. Next day, I no really fun. do think that there should be things like that about anti-drug campaigns, like the sort of the the like yeah, the yeah. Af- right. as opposed to like these are the effects of it when you're doing yes. it. Blah. But like, right, right, right. you feel like crap the yes. next day. Like you know, like alcohol could be like you will have sex with people you don't want to have sex with, and right. you won't know that until the next morning. Right. So that's something to be aware of going in, kids. <laughs> Shaking your <laughs> finger at all the kids having yep. sex with people they don't Come want. Come on. Come on, guys. Do you want to feel regret <laughs> over over something as lovely as sex? Then drink it up, kids. All right. Well, you you are uh, one of those loveliest of people, a Canadian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're from uh, Winnipeg? Yeah. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Regina. Yeah, Regina. Yeah. And I was, gonna, I was, oh, I was so ready to remember to say Regina. Regina. <laughs> and then you went Winnipeg. And I went Winnipeg because I forgot. Different city. I know, I know. I know. But um, what is what is Regina like? I've never been. It's, it's, it's Western-ish. Kind it's of, like yeah. right in the center. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of a town that people pass through yeah. to get to Winnipeg or Calgary. Right. You sort of drive through yeah. it. And is, um, what is it known? I mean, why does it exist? Was there was a, a guy for, there was a, there was a sign once that was like Dick Assman, Regina's own Dick, whatever, home of 
Dick ass man. There was a guy named Dick. So that was what we were known for for a for a time when I was a kid. But who was Dick ass man? No clue. I think he just had that name, and we're like, he wasn't like a Ford dealer or something. Uh, (laughs) Who's a John Deere tractor maker? (laughs) Jesus Christ, that would that would be an awesome Dick ass man Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Dick Assman Ford. Um, I mean, you want to do something with that name. Right, exactly. But yeah, I don't know I don't know what his deal was. Yeah. I'm sure it was just a regular Joe. Right, right. But we took him, and we made him <laughs> into something big. A uh, tourist attraction. A real tourist attraction. Um, we're known for wheat. Yeah. We're known for the Rough Riders. Oh, the yeah. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah, I do know. Really? They're like uh, cowboy cops, kind of, aren't they? <laughs> or, or, Are you thinking like the, Mount- the Mounties? No. The Rough Riders, or are they, or were they They're like a football a, team? Oh, a football team. <laughs> well, no, I'm no, I am, I'm, I'm totally being, uh, I'm showing my ass here. Um, <laughs> Your dick ass. No, man. I am, the, yeah, yeah, uh, my dick ass man. Um, no, of course, yeah, the football team. That yeah. makes sense now. But, I, but love- I also think Rough Riders, as you know, Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders, and uh-huh. I thought maybe they were, I don't know. Tell, wait, so you thought they were, thought they were cowboy. Like cowboy cops, like some sort that. of like like Texas Rangers. For oh. some reason, that popped into my mind. That's so cool. Because the Mounties aren't really like that. They're, no, they're sort very, of more prim and proper. Oh, they're so demure. Was there any kind of like Texas Marshally kind of you know frontier cops in Canada, or were they not, all not in remotely. Red Wool? They're with, all in Red Wool, yeah. like. Like with a pistol tied walking. to a string. Yeah. 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 Just like a little with a little <laughs> ball that comes out of the gun. <laughs> That's and right. then you stick it back in. Yeah, yeah. Um no, the the Mounties had like a, a had a school. Yeah. Had like their fortress, I wanna uh-huh. say. In Regina. Yeah. So my mom taught the Mounties French for a time. Oh wow. So she had and then I had a friend whose dad was a Mountie. A guns gunsman with the Mounties or oh, something. Nice. I don't know. I don't and wait, know much about them. Going back to Rough Riders, aren't, isn't there another professional football team in Canada called the Rough Riders? Yes, I think Ottawa. I think. There's two. Maybe I made that up. No, but I, I remember hearing that that like it's kind of a disaster. It, that's a yeah. That's a, a we're a, small a black country. mark on Canada's creativity. Totally. That what they had to be like having two Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. and the you know Kansas City Steelers. And there's like four. There's like 30 million people in the country. Yeah. So like, what what are you guys doing? I don't know. Maybe they meant something different. That's why I left. Maybe this. <laughs> the fact, like, they're not creative, creative enough with up. their team names. Yeah. <laughs> it was irritating. Yeah. So uh, you 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 mentioned it. Your mom is a teacher and a, a of language. Yes. She was a she was a teacher for a time, but she is a translator. Oh, okay. So she works in French and a whole bunch. She's also just a linguist. And I heard too. You spoke German as a I kid. I did. You spoke German and how, now why is that? Were um. I think just because my mom was interested in exposing us to language. I went to a Catholic school, too, so I could do right. French immersion. Um, and she wanted to expose you to the most chilling of all languages? Yes, yeah, the darkest, yeah, yeah. most humorless yeah. of languages. <laughs> <laughs> really, nothing better for a little kid than, like, 18-syllable yeah. words yeah, that mean on like, we about yeah. <laughs> blankets. <laughs> they are so specific with their yeah. words, you oh know. God. Like, this is about the feeling of getting a fever from a soup that has oxtail in it. Yeah. There's a word uh Gesicht, which means a face that begs to be slapped. Which is so German. <laughs> That's a pretty sweet one, it's yeah, yeah. So yeah. fucking German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we are German. 
Uh huh. So watch what you say. Okay. I'm German. <laughs> what do you think Richter is? Richter. Richter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where from? Uh, I don't know. You know, they're all, they have all, all the Germans have been here for so long uh-huh. that it, they don't even know as they far as I know. They barely associate And in fact, because my fam, like my mom's side of the family is, we're, I mean, I'm like, like I made a joke once that like I did my 23 and me and it's like, I'm European. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I'm white. I'm just from like a whole, I'm like a little bit of everywhere uh-huh. with the sort of like emphasis being on. France, Germany, Great Britain, Scandinavia. Oh, yeah. You know, like kind of just, which is like, so nothing. Yes, really. so like a nothing Yeah, it's just kind of like white. Yes. Um, but we really hung on to, I think because there were old relatives who were really Swedish, like oh, yeah. Swedish, Swedish. So we hung on to the Swedish, which in retrospect also too is because like a lot of the Germans in the family were assholes. Uh-huh. Were angry fucking pricks. Uh-huh. And nobody felt like honoring yes. that yes. legacy. Yes. So it was more like this kind of like, well, these there's these giant, quiet, sad people, <laughs> like, you know, who are eating pickled yeah. fish. Let's yeah. let's hang on to their thing, right. you know. Well, I'm like Ukrainian as well. Uh-huh. And I feel like that there's a softer side to yes. there's like a there's a Ukrainian is easy to embrace, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an oppressed thing there. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, certainly now recently, but it's always kind of been like. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A decent, you know, like it, they have their sort of history, but it's, they never fucked anybody over too bad. No, yeah, no. yeah. Great food. Yeah, yeah. Really oh, yeah, good absolutely. Food. Yeah. Great figure skaters. Uh-huh. You know. Right. All kinds. Any good pop stars? Ukrainian I would pop assume, stars? I would assume there's a few. Oh, I wish you knew some. I wish I did, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's next your homework. Next time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll come back with a list. <laughs> when you come back for the uh, next three tunes. questions. Yeah, great. Um, and your dad was a woodworker? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He he builds cabinets. Okay. Cabinets, moldings. He worked with my grandfather for years, like 25 years. Family business doing custom work like Mass that? Mass yeah. cabinets. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Are you? Does it? Do you have some practical building skills oh because God, of that? I wish. I think oh, I really? built a slanted shelf in <laughs> shop class and was like, "Dad, chuck it up." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "No, that's he never. Not. He never like see." No, we didn't have much. I. I mean, I wish I had an interest in anything uh, that was like I love. Like I'm fascinated by the ability to build something. Yes. To have like a physical thing that yes, because nothing I do is tangible or anything. Yeah. Um, so to have something that you're like, I actually put these together and it's a functional piece. Mm-hmm. Even like writing a script, I feel like has that. Absolutely. Like you can hold it. There is, I've always, like I remember once early on impressing my ex-wife because it was like one of the first survivors. And there was this very spatial relations kind of test that I said was, and one guy was a chef and I was like, the chef is going to win. Uh-huh. And the chef kicked everybody's ass because cooking is about understanding the, uh, the like, it, it's a spatial thing. It's like yeah. you've got ingredients set out. You are thinking about kind of the 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 linear nature of putting them together. Yes. And it's problem solving one after the other. It's the same thing with building a cabinet. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. same thing with directing a television commercial. Right. It's the same thing with writing a script. It's yeah. all kind of like. 
you've got this massive problems and you have to just kind of deal with what's next. Yes. Like I got to chop the onions before I worry about the next thing or yes. I've got to, you know. Yes. I've got to cut these boards to this length and make sure they're right. Yeah. You know, and it and it's the ability to visualize something that's that's happening, you know, that's going to happen. I so. feel like I don't have that at all. Really? Well, I'm so like, I'm so scattered. Yeah. Or I'm so like interested in like this little thing over here and, the, and there's no real kind of like logical, like linear is difficult for me. Really? Yeah. Well, so like when you're working with, with acting, is it something, do you just kind of, are you just kind of so much in a moment or is, do you have a game plan when you attack? Attack a, attack a role? Or? I do. I think I've like tried to get, uh, I think when I was a kid, because I grew up doing it. Yes. So I started when oh, I was we'll like, we'll get to not, that. Okay. okay. I'll, hold, I'll hold that <laughs> info. Well, no, don't hold anything. From, you know. <laughs> but like, I feel like I was so rigid in this sort of like linear idea of how to attack a scene mm-hmm. or how to deal with a character or how to read a script. And it always kind of felt um, heady in a yeah. way that, Got confining, in my way. Confining, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like ideas that aren't really anything. Yeah. Um, and so I've started to move in a different direction, which is like obviously doing all this like work and research and stuff like that. But also for me, the interesting thing is the little moments between whatever, whatever yeah. that moment <laughs> is, whatever the flow of that time is with, with the scene partner, mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of like, you know. Having a set, yeah, a set recipe that this is how this is going to work, and this is what we're going to get out of it, and yeah, actually, and not leaving any room for discovery. Yeah, like yeah. discovery is all I want. Yeah, yeah, and I'm always striving to like be in the place where I'm open enough to discover. Yeah, yeah, which is not easy for a heady person. Yeah, well, know, but. it it depends on you know. I, I mean, I believe in that, but you know, I'm all from improv background. Yeah, and I always like. It's hard sometimes when I go work on kind of more legit things Mm. and I have an idea for a way to do something and I don't want to show it to them until the camera's rolling. Yes, I'm the same. Because it's like it's the surprise of it, not only for the people watching it. Yeah. But for me doing it, I feel like the chances of it being best in that moment when I first am surprising them and surprising me with it. And even though it's going to be. It's on film, and you'll see it a thousand times. Yeah. There's still something, I think, more with just there's a little bit more magic in that surprise. Completely. Yeah. Like, rehearsal for me always feels strange. Yeah. Uh, before, I get the, I understand the value of it, but I also feel like it sets you into, it, like, loses that. Yes. Because I'm very much the same. Yes. I like to kind of monotone it. Yeah. Until... Uh, the camera's on and then there's that like electric yeah. silence, right? Like yeah, you're yeah, sort yeah. of held in that moment. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, there's people that can't appreciate that. Especially, well, especially in television. Yes. Because you got so many people, so many people like, I need to see it before I sign off on it. Yes. And it's like, look, you hired me because you trust me. Yeah. You know, it's an industry. Like I always say, it's kind of like an industry and most of my metaphors are food metaphors, <laughs> but it's like a, like, te- like people buy a television show. I always say, say it's like hearing about a restaurant, you drive by it, you see it's crowded, Yeah. you know, you, and, and you hear wonderful things about it. Like you, you read a review that says the food's fantastic. So you're like, all right, we're going to make a reservation. You go you sit down, you look at the menu, you order, and then you run back to tell the chef how to cook. Yeah, right. You know, it's right. like it's like no, you saw. Yes, you've seen the 
that this is a good thing, that yeah. this person, this writer, this actor, this director, they're all good. And yeah. then you got these like, and it's like 10 fucking people oh, I hate that it. all have to have opinions yeah. who are like, no, Tatiana, I need to see the full performance. Totally. Oh, or like, it's or so like, fucking deadly. And then they're like, I don't know why things don't work. You know, <laughs> I don't know why, why everyone looks yeah. terrified all I the time. I don't know why everything, why everything seems like everything else. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. It's uh, so. it's a yeah. Or or that thing of like, maybe do it more. That and you're like, well, I might get there. Yeah, like it might that might end up happening. Right, next right, time. right. Yeah, or whatever. Right. Like that. I did that fear of yeah holding on to a result that they have in their heads. Right. Right. Boo. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, now, how do you start? Do you know right away when you're a kid that, that you want to do? Are you a, are you are, first of all, are you an acting out kind of kid? Are you a big kid? Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but also deeply shy. Oh, okay. So like a kind of bizarre combo, That's which not I that, think a lot honestly, of us are. Honestly, it's not that, but it's yeah. so weird how common that is. Yeah. Yeah. Like this deep need to be watched yeah. doing stuff right. and have like that audience thing. Yeah. But also like don't look at me yeah. and like how dare you watch me? Yes. <laughs> and, like yes. I'm not worth it. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. this bizarre. So that that's definitely I I think when I was a kid it was more like watch me. Yeah. I think it was pure it was less inhibited. Yeah. And it was more, I was like a dancer when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always performing. And then it sort of naturally progressed into like community theater. Mm-hmm. And there was like a young kind of, there was like a, a sort of growing uh, film industry in Regina. Drink it. I know. I'm getting some water. Here. Um, and that, I sort of ended up falling ass backwards into it. Yeah. It wasn't like a, a real concerted choice to like do television. My parents were never like, we need you to do this. Right, right. Like they were like, whatever. Did they just sort of kind of like whatever you want to do? Yeah. Just passive. That's nice. They were amazing yeah, for yeah. that. If we, you know, I wanted to play the drums, they got us a drum kit. Yeah, like yeah. it was very whatever kind of creative thing we wanted yeah. to do. That's the kind of thing that like old relatives say is spoiling them. And then it's totally. really, it's like, no, no, it's like facilitating yeah. being alive, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a way, like yeah. embracing things that make you happy. Is, well, because you know. you're like discovering yeah. yourself in, yeah, that, yeah. in that time. I think that that was like, it was strange to be immediately in a career mm-hmm. in something. Because when I was nine, I started acting for money. And then that kind of has never stopped and never not been the thing that I've done. Um, When I turned 20, I sort of started to like look at it and be like, what the hell, what is this? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? When when did this become the thing I was doing? Right, right. And why, why? Um, Like, yeah, had you thought to that point? Like, because I think everybody thinks a little bit about, because it's the way, it's the way our society is. It's not just like who you are. It's like, well, what's your job? Yeah. Like, that's such a huge component of what, our identity and and I mean did you think like oh yeah I'm an actor or did it was it when you were 20 you're like oh I guess I'm an actor because it's what I've been doing yeah I think I think I guess I'm an actor because it's what I've been doing and I had to kind of like look at it and go what why am I doing it what do I actually get out of this and it I was training a lot then I moved to Toronto uh the big city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, taking acting classes there, starting to watch film. Was that intimidating as Toronto? Intimidating? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. It's so funny because, like, 
I came to Toronto after Chicago, right. New York, and LA, right. and then it's and then I spent it's some like time in Toronto. Town. It's like this is the cutest, most comfortable city I know. in the world. I know, Everyone's so, so nice, you know. <laughs> For me, it was like na na na. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. right. Uh, I the couldn't get enough hard of it. Scrabble streets. Oh my god, I just like Toronto. walked the streets listening to music. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Taken in the sights. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a t- it's a tiny, wonderful place. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't still live there, do you? No, I I most of my great friends are there though. Oh, okay. So I do kind of. You go back a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Are you and your folks are still in Regina? They are. Yeah. Yeah. And siblings there too or No, I have a brother Daniel who lives in Toronto and then my other brother Mikey lives in uh Kelowna BC. Oh. And he's an animator and Daniel's a an actor. Is there animation in Kelowna BC? Yeah. Is yeah. that because it's close to Vancouver or? I yeah, I don't know why, yeah. but there's a bunch of studios out there so he's wow. working on Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, which is wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was up in Canada. Isn't yeah. that wild? Wow. Yeah, but it's yeah. also like I think it's also in India and also in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. But they just sort of Most most animation most of sort of like the nuts and bolts of animation is Korea or yeah. China or Taiwan yeah. or somewhere like that. Yeah. Do you do animation? I, I do voices. Yeah. I do a lot of, yeah, which is like one of the, uh, one of kind of the most thrilling aspects of, of the silliness of, of doing this for a living yeah. is that I also do cartoon voices. Oh, it's the dream. It's, oh, it's the best. It's, it's like the, the thing. Yeah. I feel like it's like the thing I have most reverence for. Yeah. Cause it's such a skill. It is like, I feel like I'm okay at it and yeah. I can do it and I have, a few voices and a, a number of voices and I, you, not a lot, but I mean, I can, like I find out, because a lot of times when you're, especially if you're doing a series, they'll throw an extra character at you. Yeah. Just so they don't have to call in somebody new. <laughs> right. They'll be like, can you be this squirrel? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me try. And then you realize like, oh shit, this squirrel is sort of like that pig I did on the last show that I did. <laughs> right. Like it's a very similar kind of voice. Yeah. Whereas, and this was always a complaint before I started Doing, you know, was on the other side of wanting a job uh-huh. in voiceovers or in animation. And the complaint among people that weren't in on the inside was it's always the same people. Right. Like it's the same small pool of people that they just rehire and rehire. Right. Then you work with these people and you go, well, fuck yes. Yeah. These people are amazing. Yeah. No, totally. I have sent, sat with the real deal people and they'll be like, can you do this squirrel? And they give them 10 choices oh, of so fucking nuts. squirrel. And I love that all, so much. It's like, how do you do that? You it's know? It's so dexterous. Yes. Like, and it's so imaginative. And I remember I went to a, a Futurama live read uh-huh. and got to watch like Billy West and Joe Joe DiMaggio and all these guys. Yeah, yeah. John and, like, DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah. Joe DiMaggio. John DiMaggio is one of those people. Is one yeah. Of the, well, God, they just, just like and they were switching in the set. They were responding to themselves. Yeah. As a different character. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. With complete like complete transformation. Yeah. It's so fascinating. It can be though. Uh, like being in recording sessions with, with the real voiceover guys, yeah. it can be like after like 45 minutes, you're like, all right, guys, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are they I doing remember, bits between? Oh, just because it's just like no, nonstop. It's like they're playing basketball and they drip, they're dribbling around shooting when they're not playing. Oh, right. But they're just doing voices. Oh, right. Like wow. they're just doing voices to each other and being like, you know, hey, buddy. <laughs> and, you know, like just... <laughs> 
And it's just like, you know, it's like I say, it's like dribbling a basketball, yeah. but with a character, which is fun and cool and really awesome to watch. And then a half an hour later, you're like, oh, my God, shut up. Please. Stop. Stop. Do you ever say that to them? I, you ever just like, I guys, did, shut up. Yeah, because there was there was a show like that. We did more group sessions because uh -huh. a lot of times the show is just for, you know, you're in a booth by yourself. Yeah, you're in a yeah. booth by yourself. And and, I, and also everybody at a certain point, like they would they like I get. Even to this day, they'll send me like, here's the script for the cartoon. And I'm like, <clears throat> I, I think I'll be fine. I think I'll be fine reading yeah, it cold. Especially when it's something like, oh, my gosh, look out. <laughs> like, I don't need to practice that, you know. Right. And um, but when I used to do more kind of group recordings, I do. There was one day where I realized and I also I used to have a parrot. I had for 10 years. I had a parrot. <laughs> And I was sitting, I wasn't record, I wasn't in the booth and there were like six of the guys and they're all sitting on stools with microphones and they were like just making noise while the writers were deciding something or they're bringing up another reel. And I was like, it's like the fucking parrot store. <laughs> they're all sitting on a perch squawking in, in their different squawks. I was, and it just was like, and I'd said that to the people next to me and I'm like, oh my God, you're right. It's like, I love that. It's like, they're just, <laughs> But like all kinds of different parrots. Yes, all From different all kinds of different parrots. different right, regions right. Yes, yes. and dialects. Right, exactly. Like one's one's French and one's, one's a hillbilly. A pirate. Yeah, one's Cajun. You know, <laughs> it's a Cajun parrot. I love that. Um, so, <clears throat> so you you start working. You said at nine, you yeah. start working in TV shows. How weird! Yeah, is there, <laughs> does that give your parents pause in any sense? Do they have any notion of like the danger of the child star? Oh, I don't think that, I don't think that was even. They were just. I feel like because we were. And because it's Regina. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like. You're like, being sucked up into the the, the, big, the Regina yeah. nightlife. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I was doing lots of coke, though, when I was nine. <laughs> uh, but that's just to be expected. Sure, sure. Um, got to stay up for those. Got to stay awake for the night shoots. Those CBC shoots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. To play a young girl who's dying of whatever, tuberculosis or something. <laughs> How um, many different things have you died of? Oh, my God. I've killed more than I've died, I Oh, think. well, that's something. I've killed a lot. Yeah. I've given birth a lot. Nice. To Jesus. Gave birth to Jesus. <gasps> in what? In uh, Nativity. The uh -huh. Nativity itself. Is it a Canadian movie or? It was it a Canadian-British uh, co-pro. Oh, wow. So I got to work in Morocco. And, oh, wow. And we were like... It was fun. And you were full on Mary through the whole I thing. Was Mary, I was Mary start to oh, finish. wow. <laughs> through Inception. Is inception, that, Conception. <laughs> in the movie that, Inception. Now, is that like, is there something like silly about it being was, Mary? It was wacky. Yeah, yeah. It was wacky because I grew up Catholic. So I was kind of like, oh, this is some Profound. wacky. Yeah, yeah. Some wanky part of me kind of loves that. Yeah, yeah. And also, this is maybe TMI. That's this is exactly way TMI, where I live. But Bring I it fully on. missed my period when I came back. And I was like, how am I going to explain to my boyfriend that I've been? Part of me was like, I know God, this, I know where this what is going. What do you do? <laughs> I was like, am I, the am I the second coming of Mary, which is never a thing? <laughs> which has never been a thing. Until now. Until now. Oh, now that is a good tagline. Yeah. There's never been a second coming of Mary <laughs> until now. It's a horror movie. <laughs> so um, you like were thinking you might have to tell him. Yeah, I, I swear like, it's immaculate conception. Yeah, I was like, I didn't have sex with anybody over there. Like, I, I swear. <laughs> like, I was like, am I so method 
that I literally <laughs> like, conceived. conceived. Yeah, yeah. I did asexual reproduction <laughs> just because I'm that I'm, method. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did use a plant as my basis for Mary. What do you mean? <laughs> that was my animal in terms of <laughs> reproduction. Right, right. Um, uh, yeah, but it, it turned out, no, wasn't pregnant. No, it wasn't pregnant. Wasn't well, that's pregnant. good. Just a little late. Just a little, yeah, just yeah. a little lady stuff. Just God fucking with you, probably. <laughs> Morocco probably fucking Morocco. with me. Morocco, yeah, that like could be it too. Like food poisoning right, fucking exactly. with me. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not religious, really, at all. But yeah. man, I am there for every fucking Jesus story you can throw at me. Why? I don't know. I love them. Do you I mean love like, them. what do you mean? Like on TV? Uh, uh, movies. Really? You know, like this time of year, like you put every, you know, oh, every you. sort of like Jesus story on. My personal favorite is the Max von Sydow one. I can't even remember the names of them. What was that? He <sighs> played him? Yeah. he. Oh, oh my God. He's the most like fucking... Ooh. Like like Aryan ideal of Christ, <laughs> there could possibly be like, the Max von Sydow one. White, yeah, and like I say, I can't remember the name of it because they're all like you know the life of Jesus or yeah. Jesus's time or yeah. whatever you know the yeah. story, the greatest story ever. It might be the greatest story ever told, but I'm not sure. Is that a s- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I I don't know why I just love those stories and and from the birth stories to the crucifixion yeah. and I mean and all the, like in between yeah I'm no big like I'm no Mel Gibson fan uh-huh. but man that guy le- that my that guy makes a fucking gore porn like anyone's business that so fucking movie is awesome and yeah. so is like um, Apocalypto uh-huh, the movie about either. the the Mayans or Aztecs. Uh-huh. Fucking fantastic. Really? And it's all, like I say, it's just gore porn. It's just. <laughs> you love gore? I No, I don't love gore, but just his ability. Uh-huh. And especially because it's set within a historical perspective where you can right. think like, this is realistic. Yeah. This is what they were really doing. Oh. Like, like, you know, a Mayan sacrifice where they are cutting out the hearts of people literally all day and blood oh. is running down a gutter from the h- removal of hearts of peasants. Like, yeah, that seems to be like on the historical record, like that was what it was happening and this is what it would look like. How did I don't we care. come from that? I don't know. I don't know. Where We're is, fucking animals. <laughs> We've only been. little creatures like yeah. what's inside of here. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Did Jesus Christ Superstar mean anything to you? Yes. Oh, me too. Fucking great. Love it. The, the best one is the Murray Head, the first, the Murray Head one. Tell me, that's the original that was, recording? That was, it was a concept album that, um... What's his face? The guy that wrote it with the three names. Andrew. Andrew Lloyd Webber did a concept album with Murray Head, and I'm forgetting the other singers. Like one was Jesus and one was Judas, and Murray Head was the lead singer of Deep Purple for a while, I believe. So it's real fucking rock star. Wow. And it's and it just exists as an album and then Uh like some short films. It was never a production. And then it was made into a play after the fact. And you got the more, you know, kind of theatrical voices. Ooh, that's but, cool. Oh, it's awesome. I didn't know and that like, existed. That original, like the original version of Jesus Must Die. Yeah. Is just the one of the rocking, rocking songs. Really? Ever. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. Yeah, that, yeah. There, there was something about the drama of that musical. Yes. Like deep. Yes. Melodrama that was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved and it. And there's something obviously... I mean, you know, who knows if it's a fiction or who knows if it's what. It really, it's a great fucking story. Yeah. That combines 
all kinds of stuff about like, you know, the magic of a chosen child and then living this life, you know, and supposedly they're being just, yeah, they're (laughs) being just enough kind of historical backup to these things happening. Yeah. And then like, then to become, then like to be completely punished and shit on and destroyed yeah. to only rise again as the most important creature in the world. You know, it's just it's like, our dream. it's it all of our dreams for who we so are. so much, you <laughs> know? Little, yeah, it really does. We all love a martyr story. And it's also like, it's also the basis of Western culture's art and literature and right. everything. It's like, you know, when you take, like I take my kids, taking my kids to Italy and they're like, oh, another church. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, this is kind of like, it's this is kind of where it all starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I, all- I'm playing a, a preacher right now for a TV series and have been reading the Bible. Yeah. And it is very boring. Oh, it's off. unbelievably it's like exhausting. boring. Yeah. And it's, um, and it, it's not well written. Like, Mm-mm. it's not like. The way that we've interpreted those stories visually yeah. is so much more interesting. Absolutely. I remember like as a kid reading them in like like when they were drawn out and being like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's like exciting. Yeah. But on the page, no. you got to take it off the page. Yeah, yeah. Well, then there's like there. all those pages of so-and-so begets, so-and-so begets. It's just like it's boring, those. preachy, old shit, you know. It's bizarre. You should put out like now since you're reading it. Yeah. Do like a Reader's Digest, like sexy, violent Bible. <laughs> to just save people's just cut time. Just to the good bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible, the good parts. <laughs> yeah. That, that's actually The fuck, sexy, cool bits. I might take that for myself. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you Jesus should do an Christ. audio book of it. Yeah. And a bunch of characters. <laughs> this, One of them's Cajun. The sexy, good parts. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that first show that you were on? That, um, were, were you a kid dying of cancer? I was a kid with epilepsy. Epilepsy. Yeah, but I just wanted to be normal. Yeah. And I was like, um, I was like this, I was tiny, a tiny yeah. little guy. Um, and it was a TV series called On My Mind. It didn't last longer than a season. I think it was yeah. only in Saskatchewan. Yeah. And uh, Wow, I didn't even realize that within Canada there was <laughs> regional theatrical shows, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I get. I don't think it would have. I think it was on like a Saskatchewan television network, wow. maybe even a Regina television network. Wow! So like six people saw it. Yeah, yeah. But I remember. <laughs> that's so weird because we, like we don't have, you know, there's you not like have- there's not like a drama that's only in Kansas. You but know was what I that? Mean? But was that a time? Was that? Was there a time when that was more a thing? Like with like pu- public access television? And I stuff guess, like that? but not that. But I think it ended very quickly. Like yeah. very, very quickly. There were me- there were variety shows. I think right, so. right, I'm no right. expert, but I mean, I, I from the, just knowing enough, there were variety. You know, like kind yes. of yes. Like for instance, in L.A., there were tons and tons of country music variety shows in the fifties. You know, like in the fifties, yeah. country music was huge. Yeah. In in L.A. and there's like Spade Cooley was a, like a big band leader and uh-huh. uh, Tex Ritter, who was John Ritter's dad or grandfather oh, was what? another a country band leader like they had these western swing huh. bands and they would be tied in with a ford dealership or something like with and a so car they do like subtle ads or and, like yeah. not so subtle or just ads no throughout. like here we are and we're on the we're on the lot of like you know alameda ford oh my god and we're you know and we have patsy klein singing and we're gonna, really yeah absolutely huh. and then they had dancing and and, and stuff but i i'm not aware of 
Because I, I do love regional television. Like yes. it's something that, because growing up in Chicago, there were kids morning shows yes. that were specific. Yes. And there was a guy named Son of Sven Gulli who's still on uh-huh. doing like kind of He's a comedy. Still there? He's still on. He's wow. like on channel 20 here, uh-huh. the Me TV channel. You know that one that shows Columbo? Um, I don't have a TV. Um, I don't ooh have, la la. TV. Uh, she's good I'm enough, good enough to make her money off of it, but not good enough to partake. <laughs> I don't support it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I make the drugs. I don't take them. I don't take them. Yeah. Um, no, but there was like he does like creature feature. You know, oh, like he pitches yes. to a, you know, yes. like that thing that where there was for a while in every town. Yeah. And and I always loved too, like Mr. Rogers was oh, from God, Pittsburgh and was so Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I'm not aware of there being like a show about, you know, whatever. A, it was a more direct who, to camera solves stuff. Problems, right. You know? Yes. It was more like a. It was like you got to know that person. Oh, that per- right? Like a like, first person kind of. That's what I yeah, mean yeah. about like Mr. Rogers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more what it was. Right, right. And, and that's this, what this show no, was. No, this was like a drama. Oh, this wow. was like a Degrassi style yeah, yeah. kids drama. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. And yeah. then just in Saskatchewan. Just in Saskatchewan. And then and then I and then I worked a bunch in Canada. Yeah. Just like travel around in high school, taking two months off to go do a horror movie wow. in Edmonton or whatever. And yeah. I met now, does your mom go with you? My, my or your dad. I had a rolling, uh, a whole custody circle. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Custody battle yeah, with yeah. my parents, uh, who was going to be my chaperone. Yeah. My grandmother came out once, yeah. which was a great treat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you have to until you're whatever, 17, 18, yeah. have, a, have a parent there. Does that sort of make you neither fish nor fowl in terms of like being in your school and then also, but also sort of like, yeah, you don't really probably fit in either, I would think. Yes. I think I always felt kind of outside of both because when you're on set, you're in this weird pseudo family that's mostly adults and like a few kids. And then when you go to school, you're, you're kind of. Like, wait, but what was that other thing right. that was so impactful, meant so much to yeah. me, and now I'm kind of, like, at a desk? It just didn't compute. Right, right. I was sort of, like, half in both. Yeah. But loved – I loved school for the – like, I was on the improv team, and I was, like, did, you know, theater there and stuff yeah. like that. But it was kind of, like, a a little, like – Ex- excursion out of like what was really happening, right? Which right. Is being on set was it was school end up being a letdown then because it's not as I mean because ma- you know making a movie me. is boring, yeah. But it's a but fun, as a boring kid. It's like it's an so exciting, exciting. Boring. yeah. And I feel like school just didn't make like the social dynamics didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I was always just like, what are you guys? Why is everybody? What are you doing? Why do you hate that guy and love that, that guy? guy? Yeah, 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 like yeah. kind of fascinated yeah. from the outside. Right, right. I was and like, do you think that was just because you were never there, or do you think that if you were there, you would have it would have been a little lost on you anyway? I think so. Yeah. I think I was always kind of. I think I stayed a kid for much longer than, and maybe that's from being an actor, which is like both a combo of like doing an adult job, but also kind of having to maintain a sense of play and right, right, whatever, right. Um, but yeah, I was never I was never like a high school kid. Yeah. I was always kind of but I was happier to like go home and make movies with my brothers or yeah. you know, claymation that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think too I mean just from my my experience around kids kid actors is I think one of the things that keeps them kids is that there is a um legally mandated hovering uh-huh. You know, like, like it's str- like I was, it was struck, yeah. it struck me as so weird. 
I was working on a show where I was, you know, like I had kids in the show. Uh-huh. And I wasn't aware of the fact that, like, whoever was the the custodial, like, guardian on set, there was a foot limit. Like, they couldn't no. be any more than 500 feet away from them at right. any point. Like, that's in the States. That was the rule. Like, like you know, like, so, it, which is meant to be that a producer can't say, hey, I we want to do a rehearsal over here and you wait over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, you know, it's yes. just, you know, it's like, yeah, to keep people from, you know. That's so doing a Judy strange. Garland and filling a kid full of pills or something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah, outside, outside of tutoring, unless the kid was with a tutor, the, the, and it, and it came down. I think the reason I came aware of it was like this. One of the mothers is like, uh, if you're going to go shoot over there, I got to go be with them because I have to be within 500 feet of really? them. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, I've never really experienced that. Yeah. I've only ever experienced parents who are like, <laughs> Like yes, sunk, like kind of them. like almost in the chair. Yeah, yeah. The kid is standing. Yeah, like sort of really uh, part of it in a mm-hmm. way that I'm like that's unhealthy. Yeah. Yes. Bizarre. It is mostly unhealthy. Yeah. I've talked like I talking to you. Seth Green was on. Mm. Um, Mayim Bialik was on. Yeah. Like just different people oh, yeah. that have been in this business for a long, long time. Mara Wilson is a friend of mine. Who's, yeah. Who will for, people are still like Matilda, Matilda. Oh my god. It's just like, but they all you all are like fairly well put together. Uh huh. You know, I mean, I don't know you that well, but yeah. I can, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um. There's so much disastrous wreckage, which totally. I think is like the odds on favorite when you put your kid into this business. Yes. And I remember, I've talked about this before, like my daughter, who's 14 now for a while, she had some friends that were acting and she wanted to do it. And she's a good actor too, uh-huh. um, in, as, you know, objectively as I can say. Right. And I, she kept, she asked me a few times and I just was like, no, no, no. And I finally had to tell her, here's why. Yeah. Because she really pushed me. Like, yeah. why can't I? And I said, because you're going to be surrounded by adults who will say that they love you when yeah. what they're really, the main thing is they're making money from you. Yeah, totally. I said, they will judge your body. Yes. They will judge your voice. Yeah. They will judge your face. They yeah. will judge your behavior. They will judge your weight. Yep. They, you will be surrounded by adults yeah. that say they love you and that you're part of the family to them. Yeah. And they will be judging you constantly and they want to make money off you. Yes. That's a sick, fucked up situation yes. that I, you know, I didn't even really start getting into until I was in my 20s. And it was fucked up and sick. Even you know, then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a man. Yeah. Like, as a male, it's so much easier. Yes. They don't, they, you know, like, there's lots of shit you can let slide and get sloppy on the edges. Yeah. But they're so much more strict with women and so much more shittier and controlling with women that I was like, if you want a job... Before you turn, you, when, you're, when you're 18, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But before that, you want a job, go to the grocery store. Totally. Flip a burger. Yeah. But don't do this. Yeah. You know, and that's I just that. because yeah. I have the benefit of knowing it. You totally. Know? You know. It's, it's for, for me, I think it was always strange because I didn't totally fit into, um, there. I, I've got a lot of friends who are very, like, beautiful, mm-hmm. classically beautiful, and they have had much harder time of it in terms of that stuff. Yeah. In terms of being, like, micromanaged on this sort of, like, external level. Right, right. Um, because but, that's the defining thing. Yeah, you know, that's, like, their value. Totally. Yeah, so yeah, you have yeah. to, like, preserve that right. and, like, in, like enhance that. Yes. Um, and for me, for me, I always I was always more interested in playing, like, 
the weirdo roles. characters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of skirted around that. Good for that. you. I mean, But it was know. just like, it was also out of being an outsider, interested in the outsider, like interested in that story. Yeah. But also being very, very resistant to any of that other stuff. Yeah. Because I was like kind of resentful that it even existed. Yes. That comes down to like also awards or any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm just like, what is this? Um, horseshit. Horseshit. It's yeah. like floating around that we're all meant to care about. Yeah. Or like fitting into a certain way of looking or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, it's so bizarre. Were your folks good about that? Were they sort of be whoever you want to be and don't? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they, they really, they just let us go. Yeah. And the, and also I was like a working actor for so long. Yeah. Like I was just putting in the time. Right. You know what I mean? I was working on this show, this show, da, 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 da. And, and never like, like, I think what's difficult for people like um, the the people that you're mentioning are they also like blew up. Yes. In a way that was so like uh, in people's houses. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They became well, synonymous with a character or whatever. Yes. And like, how do you, how do you skirt around that? I don't know. How do you like redefine people, what, what people expect of you? Yeah. Which is why I was always like, I don't want to ever play the same part and I want to do stuff that's, you know. I don't want that other flashy shit. Like, yeah, for yeah. me, it just never. Yeah, it's hard when you're young too, especially when somebody says, "Wow, that's great! Look how great that is! Yeah, let's do more." Yeah, and you, you're young and you're like, "Sure, yeah, let's yeah. just keep you know keep the accelerator pushed." And totally. it isn't until you're an adult that you realize, like, "No, no, I need a Saturday and Sunday, and you know." Right. And I need a I need to clock out at the end of the day. Oh yeah. And not live this fucking thing. Yeah. In my twenties I was working once on three projects at the same time. So I, I did an indie movie during the day. I went and shot over the night a guest star on a television series. And then the next day went back to this indie movie. How how how'd you do that? I, I mean, don't know. It yeah, was yeah. a disaster. Yeah. And I was like, gotta take it like right, say yes right. to everything. Right. That's something I'm, I'm so learning. I'm so old. Yes. I'm so old. It'll go <laughs> yeah, away it's soon. Gonna, it's so Yeah, like, yeah. It's tenuous. So did you didn't go to any, did you go to college at all or was I it just? I went for half a semester. Yeah. <laughs> I studied German. Uh -huh. I studied ancient Greek. Nice. As you do. Uh, I studied philosophy, psychology, and film. Was this right out of high school or was no, this? No, it took a year to be depressed. I see. And not know what the heck was going on. Sitting around Regina or were you Oh my working? God, sitting around Regina. Oh, wow. I think I did a play and I was and I was part of an improv, a long form improv company at the time. Uh-huh. So that was what my outlet was. Yeah, yeah. So we did like, um, it was pretty great. We were part of like a, a the season of the professional theater. Uh-huh. So they had us in their, their like cabaret rotating, space. rotating, yeah, rotating. Yeah, and we did like of, yeah, five yeah, shows schedule. a great. year. That's great. Which was really. That's really fun. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Um, But yeah, depressed for that year. Didn't know what who I was. Yeah. What, what I was doing. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to move to Toronto. And go to, and was that, was that move Spurred by college? No, or by I did college in Regina. Oh, in Regina. U University of Regina. Nice. Went there. And they just were like, no, they fucked this. I was, well, because just everything came back to acting for me. Yeah, yeah. And then I think I got a job in Toronto. Oh. I think I was failing my creative writing class, and I was like, I'm going to play a writer. And my teacher was like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, yeah, I have a 19-year-old who's in his freshman year at college. And yeah. He, he's, it's freshman year. He's homesick. Oh. And he's mentioned about like, maybe I'll take a gap year. Yeah. And there's a part of me, you know, I want him to do whatever makes him happy, but there's a part of me that's like, 
and I'm I'm just projecting my own personality into a gap year. Yeah. If I'd taken a gap year, I would have going back, I would have been like, oh, fucking homework again. Totally. Fuck this. Totally. And I never would have continued. Yeah. You know, so I think I'm kind of like, no, buddy, hang out. You know, just hang on, push through until you get whatever it is you need. But if you stop doing this, because so much of it is bullshit, so much of college. And that's what he's complaining about. He's like, Ah, uh, so much of the work is bull, and he's like oh. an art school, you know. Really? He's a design school, and oh, he's like, wow. so much of it is bullshit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. They're that what they're doing is they're uh, preparing you for life. Yes. So much of it is bullshit. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, no, no that's quite a, quite a unique yeah, yeah. perspective, you know. I do wish I had that discipline that school provides. Yes. Like there was, some, I think I tried to recreate that in my life, taking classes and stuff like that. But there is something about like going to a program yes. and having to work through the yeah. boredom of it. The and the regimentation yeah. of it. And also the, you got to get a grade, you know, yeah. if that matters to you, yeah. it, it's, a, it's an incentive as opposed to, I mean, I know for myself, my own loosey goosey standards would be like, well, you know, yeah. I guess I did okay right. in that. And it's like, mm, if someone else was judging it, I would be like, Oh, yeah, no, I should do better than C. Yeah. You know, it's also a place to fail big time. Yeah. I think, especially like theater school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You go in in a safe space, like do the take that, you know, on set people would be like, "Uh, can you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where you're not being paid to do it. Right, to waste everyone's time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, nobody standing around tapping their foot is making money. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's also just a good place to, learn to be yourself. That's yes. for me. I didn't, I feel like I went through four years of college and I ended up in film school the last two years. Oh, really? Yeah. In mm. Chicago. Mm. And I, I started, I worked in a internship for a company that made commercials uh-huh. and working on commercial on the sets of commercials within three months, I learned more than two years of film school I in bet. terms of like, I mean, I watched a lot of movies and I kind of, you know, got the format of screenplays and learned a little bit about you know, how to read a movie like yes. a book, you know, and how to pull thematic stuff and yeah. learning like, oh, that's, you know, that that's imagery that's representational of an idea and all, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff that, but then it's like, no, making movies is unloading trucks and pulling totally. cables and then, you know, and then like, and then as an actor, it's just like, it, I just look at it as the same thing that like, oh, we need this lighting change. Get that guy on a ladder and change that light and hurry. Yeah. As an actor, that's your thing. But it's like you're not hanging a light. You're you're making, you know, making yourself cry or uh-huh. or getting this joke out right or yeah. whatever. But it's still that same pressure. Of, we got a lot of work to do. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're part of a crew. Yeah. And, and you know, and you got to do your job. And when it's time to do your job, you got to do it expeditiously, you know. Well, that's why I don't really understand why actors are so kind of like special outside of it. It doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, there's so many aspects. Well, so many of them are big children. Yeah. You know, that need, I mean, that need to be felt. Totally. I mean, you do get, there are like obvious trappings. No, no grip has his own little room that he can take a nap in. You know what I and mean? I deserve that room. <laughs> no, that's I always, you know, because like having that's gone what... from being on a film crew and doing all kinds of different jobs. Yeah. And I ended up in props. That was like where you I did? ended up. Yeah, yeah. I did props. I love props. Oh, props is props the best. Props must be so fun. Props is fantastic. And I did special effects props too. Oh, what? Which I got hired by a guy who just like when I was a PA on a set, there was this company from Minneapolis 
that came down and were trying to get into the Chicago market of special effects props on commercials. Uh-huh. And they hired me, like, to come in and, like, and they just, like, assigned me. The first job I had was, like, we we need this dishwasher to open as a person walks by it, like, invisibly open. Oh, wow. Okay. And I had to, and I, they didn't say, do you know how to do that? They said, we need this to happen. <laughs> And so I was left in a workshop to take the housing off a dishwasher no. and see how the door works and figure out with like just parts and shit that they had laying around. I bet if I run a, a fish line here and a pulley here oh that I God, can make I this it. happen through the, you know, I and mean, we have to build a fake housing around it. But wow. Or like make an ice cream box float on camera. Like, you know, it's ice cream. It's light ice cream. So it oh, right, floats. Right, right. So it's like a box. Are you really selling this ice cream? I know. Light? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, it's floating. But I would, that to me was like so thrilling yeah. to like just have this magic project, you know, to make a little magic oh, trick and have, so cool. it, have it do that. I mean, I, I could very well have ended up doing that, yeah. but, you know, performing is you so get the little much room. more fun. You get that so sweet much, little room. Yeah. So, I mean, now yeah. that I'm in that part of the yeah. crew, it is, there are times when I'm like, well, I can't really complain. You know, like when I'm around actors that complain about waiting. Oh my god! You know, like like. Oh my god! Yes. I did. Uh, I did a movie called Semi Pro, uh-huh. which was a basketball movie, and we had it was either three or four weeks of basketball, and me and Andy Daly and mm-hmm. Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Andy Daly and Will Arnett were the color and play-by-play commentators. Great. And they had to sit courtside for some reason. There was no booth. They were sitting courtside. And I was the team right. manager uh-huh. who kept the scoreboard. So I had to sit courtside for three or four weeks of basketball scenes. Oh, wow. And oh, we were wow. fucking background. Yeah, 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 For yeah. three or four weeks. Yes. Wow. And <laughs> it was wow. like, yeah, I, one of the three of us got very impatient. I can't wait to know who. Uh, say, I, it, I, say it publicly. No, no, you figure it out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of the three of us would get so fucking impatient yeah. and I would just be like, what What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. It's a basketball movie. Yeah. We're sitting courtside. Yeah. We're, yeah, we gotta we're, be here. It's fucking maddening, you know? But also that, we get to just sit here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I did. Because <laughs> I was in period correct clothing. Oh, great. So I had like polyester Sansa belt, Perfect. like sky blue knit slacks. Yeah. Sitting on an old Naga high chair, and which became just the worst ass pimple farm <laughs> of my entire life. At the end of that shoot. Wow. I mean, it was like, there was like wow. tangible damage. Wow. To my ass complexion. Wow. From doing but the basketball But did that put scenes. you deep in the character? No, it was unfucking <laughs> comfortable. Right and right Annoying and gross. <laughs> like I just never could want to do a sit movie there again. feeling them sprout. That's you know, Fourteen hour days, yeah. But yeah. so when now how, <laughs> I gotta move on. We can't just talk about my ass pimples. I've been Why talking not? too much here. Wanna make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
charcoal mask great because why would i put that on my face when i could drop it in my sink this is what i get for multitasking ugh why is charcoal so sticky <clears throat> hello hey janice i am so sorry i thought i was on mute <laughs> no we don't need to reschedule i'll just stay off camera oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed life is a highway and on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Where does the Orphan Black pop in along that? How old are you when that starts? And I think is I was, it just a continuation of your life in Toronto? Yeah, it was just like another thing I auditioned for. Yeah. And I remember when I auditioned for it, I was so excited. Yeah. Just by the prospect the of it. The juiciness of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what, like, who gets to do that? Yeah. There were so few things that I wanted to do in a TV series because I hated the idea of, like, being locked into a character for right. six years. Right. Um, so this was just like, really? I yeah. get to play a thousand? And the audition process was, like, theater sports. Like, it was like, okay, now do this guy and now this one. And I brought in, like, a few little pieces that sort of helped me kind of connect. I mean, like, glasses or glasses, a scarf a or shirt. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that shit's road. really important. It is. I know, just like a tiny touchstone, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's just one way of working is, like, like for me, <clears throat> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'll joke about it, but it's like, oh, who is this character? And then they put a wig on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I know who this person is now. Totally. Thank you, wig. I had you know? that with a character on Orphan Black. They, they put the wig on me and I immediately burst into tears. Oh, wow. Because I could see, I could see her. I could see her life. I could yeah. see the the pain. I could see all of it. It was just like instant. It's a good wig. It's, it was a great wig. <laughs> it was a dollar store wig. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, su- it was, it's such a trip. Yeah. It's so fun to get to, I think that like, well, we're seeing a lot of wig work now. Yes. There's a lot of wigs happening on Absolutely. screen. Absolutely. There's a lot of facial, yeah. whatever, CGing. Yes. I think we're like ready for it again. Yes. I love that stuff though. You mean, yeah. We, no, I like when it's practical. We, we for years, and I recommend this to anybody yeah. in the world. A box of wigs in your closet. Yeah. For when you get fucked up and you got people over, <laughs> bring out the wig box. Totally. And go crazy. It's the greatest. You know? And now that we have phones on our ca- cameras on our phones, a wig box, you know, it's yeah. the best. You can you know? become viral quick. Yes, yes, exactly. That's, and that's what we all want. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to get viral? Is that your is uh, that your goal? No, no, not really. I mean, I like the likes, I guess, but the virals. <laughs> I love the likes. The virals a lot of pressure. I keep trying to delete those apps. I can't. <laughs> I, I need do, the I, likes. I do delete. I do delete them sometimes. Yeah, me too. And I feel better for a while, and then I'll ha- and I'll have awful days where like, just is like this is toxic. Oh my god! And there are people saying. There are shit posters saying unwarranted shitty things about me. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then an hour later, I'm like arguing with someone about gun control just to get it out of my life. Just to like, Like this, I know this is pure. (laughs) I know I'm right. (laughs) Fuck you and your guns. I fell down a message board the other day. 
And I was like, why did I do this? Uh, it wasn't, and I wasn't engaged with it. Right, no. But it was like just tearing You're into my it. life yeah, yeah. and and like speculation on me. And like, where'd she go after? And I was just like, Bleh. Oh, it's awful. And it was like four people. <laughs> it's awful. But they were loud. They rung through my ears it, all night. And it does, it does seem like, especially because like, my shit posters are kind of in the, in the they're kind of young people that are in comedy. Uh-huh. They're either in comedy or kind of, you know, trying to get into comedy. So they are in the churn of right. my particular little area of Twitter. Yes. And I'm older than most of them, you know, so like I already, and I'm naive to that. I'm like, I forget that like, yeah, I'm, you know, 20, 30 years older than a lot of these people. Uh-huh. So... I don't realize like what a fucking creepy old fart that I could be just because I don't feel that, you know, right. I don't. I And so it's like, I should know better, but it's just, I don't have that. Uh-huh. But I did that the other night and it was like, before I went to bed, <clears throat> yeah, that's what I did. Too. I went over into like one of these corners to see about some other issue and then started seeing stuff about myself. Ugh. And it just is like, it's just like, it's not fair and not yeah. true. Yeah. And the, desire to like, I'll set this straight. And then you're like, no, this is like, if you try and set this straight, it's like a substitute teacher in front of a class of mean teens trying to plead to their humanity and beg for reason. All you'll get is spitballs and howls of laughter and, you know, okay, boomer or whatever the fuck, you know, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. But, but yet I still... I haven't, you know, like Twitter mainly. Twitter's my main thing. Yeah. And, and I still have, I have real friends. Yeah. Real friendships. Real enriching, important friendships. Yeah. And relationships in my life. And I've learned things. And I've learned things about myself. And yeah. I, it has kept me in the mainstream, especially in terms of, uh, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like, what's acceptable to say? Because yeah. there are other me- white men my age in yeah. comedy who aren't as online yeah. as I am who say and do things and make jokes where you're like, yeah. sweetie, yeah. you can't say that anymore. Yeah. I get it. You, yeah. you could say it 15 years ago. You can't say that anymore. Yeah. And I just have the benefit of being sort of out there right. and knowing that, you know. Right. But, because you're engaged with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you, do you just turn it off? Is there something, do you have it's some sort of. It's very rare that I'll go down those. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so rare. Yeah. And I don't really, yeah, I, do, I think because I know that it's crap. Yeah. And I also know that it's very uh, fueling for me in terms of insecurity and all how do that. You, how do you talk yourself down from it? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think that that feeling has always been part of performing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Is like the I'm feedback. Shit. They're I'm right. Crap. I'm They're, shit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They're, I was talking to a friend about it the other day. I was like, I think at once that I'm amazing mm-hmm. and uh, that I'm the worst. Yes. At like in the exact same It's a breath. seesaw. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like habitual um, habitual. Like if, it, if I get something out of that. Yeah. If like being like this is good. Yeah. Would be boring. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if that drama is something that feeds me. Yeah. Uh, or makes me keep working. Yeah. I don't know yet. I think, I mean, and like I said, it's a seesaw. And I, vis- I visualize it as a seesaw where somebody says one thing and then it just slams the I'm shit. Yes. End of the seesaw down. Or somebody compliments me 10 minutes later and it's like, I am the fucking best. Yes. You know, that side. And I, I think as I 
get older and mature, what I'm trying to do is to like move the leverage closer to the center, you uh-huh. know, like, so like to the fulcrum so yeah. that I don't get tilted so much one way. Like I'm not shit, but I'm also not the yeah. greatest, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's better to kind of have it centered to just maintain the balance of, do you, you know. trust yourself? Yes. Yeah. I do. Is that do. something you've come to or is that? Yes, it's something I've come to and it's also I've been and I I've been to tons and tons and years and decades of therapy. Uh-huh. And I'm and I am uh and I do therapy in good faith. Yeah. And I um am not afraid to not afraid to to realize to get to the point where I realize, oh yeah, I fucked that up. Like uh-huh. that I've been I've been an asshole about uh-huh. that, you know. Huh. And and I'm never I've never been afraid to like deal with stuff. Like there's right. there's very little in my life aside and even and especially like in later years, for a long time because of depression, I was afraid to deal with sad things. Uh-huh. I would turn the radio off uh-huh. if a if a if a triggering I made air quotes song came on. Like right. there's some songs that were just too sad and I couldn't listen to them. Right. Now I'll fucking cry. You know? <laughs> I'll be driving to pick beat. up the kid at school and be yeah. crying in the car because of a sad song. Yeah. And and so yeah, it's it it's taken a while. Yeah. But you know, but yeah, it's like it's it's you gotta be brave about it. You yeah. know? You gotta be brave about it. You gotta be prepared to to Criticize yourself as much as you're going to criticize other people. Right. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I guess coming back to that fulcrum yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Like checking back in. Yes, With yes. the gut. And yeah. With the, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, well, yeah, because you want to think of yourself, you want to think of yourself as a good person. Yeah. You want to think of yourself as a talented, worthy person. Yeah. If you're not being honest, if you're not like if you're if you're denying your responsibility in bad situations or you're denying patterns of your own behavior that are yeah. destructive and hurtful to you and others yeah. how can you believe that you're good and kind and and righteous sure, sure. you got to be able to if you're loving yourself, you're going to love yourself warts and all. So, yeah. And you're going to try and cure the warts. You know, yeah, you're not yeah, just yeah. going to, you know, there's, especially there's a lot of men. Like, I, like I've always said, like, I was just talking to somebody about the difference between men, like that, you know, within, within like cishet couples. Sure. There's the big beef of women saying, you don't do enough. And, you know, like you don't help out enough. You uh-huh. don't contribute enough to this, whether it's housework or emotional or whatever. And the men are like, quit nagging me. Right. And it's it's true. Men need to do more. But I think that a problem that arises is that women frequently, they'll talk to men the way that they talk to themselves. Mm, in that they're like, that they kind mm. of like their way of upkeep is like, I got to be better about this. I yeah, got to, yeah, you yeah. know. And also just they're, they're more concerned about making sure everybody's okay. Yeah. Whereas men specialize in letting themselves off the hook. <laughs> they really do. That's one of their uh-huh. strongest, strongest survival techniques oh is like, <laughs> oh, that was fucked up. But you know what? I think I was right, uh-huh, you know, or like, uh-huh. or like, I got to cut myself some slack uh-huh. and I was an asshole. Sure. But I think it was not that big a deal. That's attached to masculinity in here, like it in so- socially, yes. like that, that it's, yes. that it's an upholding of a. When you run things, it's easy to think that things aren't, that problems aren't that much your fault because uh-huh, uh-huh, you run uh-huh. things. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, that's what's like, I think a big thing. I don't want to get too much into politics, but like what. 
people love about Trump is like that he's like to say like he doesn't follow the rules. It's like, yeah, well, fuck that. We're white men and we make the rules. Right. Like we right. don't have we make the rules and then we do whatever the fuck we want. Yes. And that appeals to people yeah. so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck the rules. Like, no, no, not fuck the rules. The rules are important. They're crucial. Yeah, they're yeah. really, really crucial. They keep us safe. Uh, this is not a movie. This no. is not a John Wayne story. You know, like, yeah. Do you feel that in yourself? It, like that, that, um, that um, holding on to a, a masculine idea of this is my space. This is mine. Do you catch yourself in that? I'm half a man, to be honest. I really, <laughs> I mean, there's so many things where I just like, Especially because I'm I'm getting divorced and there's like mm. just been like occasionally I will feel myself being kind of like selfish uh-huh. and and in a, 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 like a male way uh-huh. and, I, and there's a part of me that's like ooh and then there's another part of me that's like yeah like finally I I'm this. a man you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking care of me yay. No more worrying about other people, you know. (laughs) You're finally doing it. Yes, I'm finally being a creep. So happy for you. You know, yeah. (laughs) So happy for you. Um, I mean, and it's all within, like, sure, within, you know, like relatively speaking, it's totally like, you know, it's like, fuck me, no, fuck you, buddy. Uh Woo, I did it. You know, (laughs) just a little rebellion. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm a caretaker. And like I've said, I've said it on this show before, like as a father. Yeah. I didn't, my my father was fairly absent. So I mm. like, I and I was raised in a house full of women. My fathering is just a male version of mothering. Uh, and I think oh, that a lot that's of so like, and that a lot of like ways, I, I like, I see female perspective just because it was what I was used to. It was yeah. what I was surrounded by as a kid, and I yeah. just absorbed it by osmosis, a woman's view of things. Right. And I didn't have this big male guy that's in charge of everything. You know, this is how. I didn't have that. Uh-huh. I just had a bunch of women, no one particularly in charge, all right. just kind of like yelling at each other. And, I, you know, and it's like, okay, that, and that's the way I see things. A bunch you know? of women yelling yeah, at each other. You know? <laughs> that's kind of so true. And, yeah. uh, and, I, and even now today at a party, if women are in one room, the men are in the other, I'm constantly like, oh, man, I'm going to the room where the women are. Yeah. Not because, I, you know, because I'm some groovy playboy. It's because that's where the interesting shit's going to happen. The fact that you said groovy <laughs> well, playboy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, like a guy that's groovy, like, you know, like, hey, yes, hello, ladies. Guy. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Let's get back to you now. I got nothing. Oh, come on. How how many seasons was Orphan Black? Five. Five. We did five whole seasons, and my heart has only started beating regularly in the last year. Really? How yeah. long ago? When did it end? We ended two, was it two years ago? Yeah. Time is... Time is a construct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Were you happy with it the whole way through? Did it was, it, it was tough. It was because really I imagine tough. that that narratively, yeah, could get out of control. Totally, and yeah. also my brain does not plot understand. Like I don't get it. I don't follow plot in yeah. movies that I've seen thousands of times. Wow. Like I just don't. It doesn't. I was watching like The Sopranos with my my friend the other day. Because I've never seen it before. Yeah. And there was a scene, and uh, after the scene ended, I was like, wow. And he was like, 
yeah, it's pretty crazy how like so-and-so did this. And that. I was like, how huh? It, <laughs> <laughs> I just how liked how they were talking to shit, each yeah. other. I just liked how they were like relate. Like it doesn't. So to hold so many plots in my head and in my body on Orphan Black was like a trip. Now, I'm, I'm projecting again here myself Please into, into – Hey, Andy, you got this job where, and also too, there's this, like, I just love, there's a gimmick, yeah, a believable, grounded gimmick that says you're 10 different. Now, what was the yeah. most, what was the- I think it was like 11 characters. Oh, 11 people. Yeah. I would feel so out over my skis huh. about like- Wait, who am I now? Right. Which one am I? Well, I think, is this too much? Like I said yeah. with the cartoon voices, yes. I would realize like oh, there's only so many tricks I got. Yeah. You know? No, and I for sure started to feel like sometimes would really chastise myself if they were like blending in some way. Yeah, yeah. But I think they were also like kind of – it was fun because we got to work with like archetypes uh-huh. in a way that was like, okay, these are like the sort of what you expect of these characters. Sure. And then let's like open them up. Right. And allow them to be a bit more – like they meet each other and yeah. they're like, you know, learning and growing together. Yeah. So there's a bit of leeway for them to kind of – but they were also like different accents. Yeah, and yeah. Like we said, the wigs are very powerful. <laughs> I let the wigs speak. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, It was just like – it was – I, I liken it to improv a lot in the sense that it was like getting a suggestion and then elaborating on that. Yeah. So the suggestion was like the root of that character, whether that was like a physical m- movement or yeah. a kind of like internal a politi- rhythm. Or a political reactionary. Totally. Yeah, 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 so. Or like, like this is their worldview. Yeah. So they see it through these eyes, but then we can kind of like, right. like expand it. But it, it was like taking like a little, like a word and just – Letting it see where, yeah. it, you know what I mean. See where. Well, that's it goes. a basic improv thing too. Is that you're, you know, you're never given a premise that's like so out of left field. Everything is a little bit like something you've heard before. Totally. So what? And in improv, it is to take to follow those aspects that everyone is going to be of like a dentist's office yeah. or whatever, or like a murderous dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to to follow what people are going to expect of that and then surprise them and surprise yourself. Totally. And I think that that was something that the show was great at, was that, you know, and that you were great at, mm. was that taking those kind of, okay, I know who this person is. Yeah. Like this is the introvert yeah. weirdo. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that. that's always been like my mandate. Too. Yeah. Is like, what do we expect, especially of women? Like, what do we expect them to be yeah. when we see them on screen? Yeah. And how can we subvert that and sort of go like, fuck you? Yeah, yeah. They're actually this, that, and this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was there somebody on the show that helped you keep track of like- I had a dialect coach uh-huh. who was amazing, who definitely helped that kind of technical thing. Um but it had like an hour and a half between characters where I'd go, you know, hair makeup. Oh, right, right, of course. To, so then it was, for me, music was a big, music and movement were a big thing. Oh, you had music that you would keep yeah. with one character. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. like playlists for oh, one character. Oh, that's great, that's great. Just because that, sure. to me, is very transformative. Yeah. You know, the music is like how you move through a space yeah. differently. And it allows your body to move to sure, sure. whatever, um, especially coming from dance. I think that was like a big thing. Yeah. Um, it also, to me, I, I always think of it in soundtrack terms. Yeah. Like you can totally, cha- you know, if you have headphones on and you change from one track to the other, whatever movie you're living in changes. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. And I live in those movies. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like the the constant state is like 
inside a movie in oh, my own head. It's it's such the easiest thing as a filmmaker to like to use a very evocative piece of music. Yeah. And you like all you have to do is like, oh, the it's the subway. And then yeah. you just put on some like great song and yep. it sets it. And it's like it always feels a little cheap, but it's also like, yeah, but fuck, that's a good song. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, stuff. me too. You I also know? think it's like science. It is science. Yes. Like it's yes. like chemical somehow. Yeah, yeah. That there's like, or like the way that a song goes, that whatever yeah, it does, yeah. uh, is like chemical reaction yeah. in you. Yeah, I think I'm, so too. I'm up for it. Yeah. I I'll, I love to be manipulated. <laughs> when I'm watching you heard something. it here, folks. Um, <laughs> now, is there, now, I imagine. Was there a lot of continuity in directors to help you with this? Or is there a showrunner that kind of keeps you on track? Yeah. Especially if you have trouble with the plot. Some, yeah. You oh, know, God. You needed help reminding, like, totally. this is why you're blowing this thing up, you know, or <laughs> why you're thinking uh, of murdering this person. No, now. totally. And also I had this awesome uh, uh, scene partner who was playing all the clones opposite me. Yeah. It was Catherine, and she – would basically like learn all the parts. Oh, she's like the unsung hero. That's totally. fantastic. Yeah. Never seen. You gotta have somebody the, that good. Oh my God. And so we would like block the scene. She'd watch how I did it. Yeah. And mem- and while she's responding to me, be also taking in what I was doing. Yeah. So that then she, she could, could do it do on it the for, other side. Yeah, yeah. So she was really great at being like, why is this happening? Why would I say this here? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like reminding me. About certain questions that maybe oh my God. I didn't I'm even taking for think, granted. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, it's Jesus wacky. Christ, what a fucking awesome beneficial tool. Not to call yeah. a person a tool, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean that you yeah. both had together, you know? Yeah. Sort of. There's another beneficial oh, tool. Fucking Ackerman. <laughs> Uh, uh, the bully of Earwolf just walked in and disrupted the us. The president yeah. himself. Yes. Look how arrogant. You like, you know, you like how he's like dressing more legit now. He's like, like he's, he's like suiting up. Sport coats and like these little sort of like I'm a Connecticut, you know, like yeah. hedge fund guy he's on my weekend. Phone. Canvas kids, kind of. What a uh, jerk. He can't hear us. He can't. Anyway, Ackerman's a prick. Ackerman sucks. If we have any, take anything away from this. <laughs> if we, if there's one thing I've learned today, it's that I hate Scott Ackerman. Ackerman's an asshole. Yeah. So what was, when, when Orphan Black ends, mm. what is that? Is it like, Ugh. is it equal parts, sigh of relief, equal parts, holy shit? Oh my God. It was like, who am I? Oh, wow. Because it was such an impactful yeah. thing. It changed my life. Yeah. In terms of all of, like, all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I would never be in rooms that I was in because, like, if Orphan Black hadn't existed, I wouldn't I, yeah, have done yeah. this movie or this right, or right, whatever. Right. Nobody would know right. me. Or know Scott Ackerman, probably. I would not be able to personally give Flip. the thumb. Yeah. The thumb. <laughs> the thumb. <laughs> give the thumb. Give what, the want a ride? <laughs> want a ride home? We can get you a car. I biked here and I'm exhausted. <laughs> Somebody put me in their pickup. Um, yeah, it was weird. I went through a bit of a, like, boo. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I am. 
That's fucking hilarious that on a show where you're playing 11 people, yeah. it leaves you like, I mean, it's hilarious, but also like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, what's left? It's almost like, like the most obvious joke. Yeah, exactly. I was on a show that played 11 people, and now I don't know now who I, I am. Now I who I am. Oh, gee whiz. I'm obvious. <laughs> <laughs> what I have is really conventional. No, but I mean, it would. I think that would happen <laughs> no, totally, to anybody. Totally. You know? Yeah. But I feel that after any job. Oh, really? I'm, I, like, I like to do a little grieve. Afterwards, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, my. It's. It's that. You don't have any shitty jobs that you're just like sayonara sucker. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. But even those, I'm like, but it was a job. Right, right, right. And I'll never get to like. Food was good. The food was free. Yeah, yeah. Weather was nice. Weather was rarely nice. (laughs) If you're shooting in Canada, weather is rarely nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely went through a, a a rediscovery of. Myself outside of, I also took time off, yeah. which was shocking yeah. to my system. And now I know how to do it. Did you travel or did you I just did. sort of take just? I traveled. Yeah. I moved here. Yeah. Sort of like set up a life here and, and figured stuff out and just like took time to be yeah a, like a lump a little bit. Yeah. Just like follow what I wanted to do, which didn't involve work. Yeah. And then I went and did theater. I did a year of theater. Theater. Where at? I did in New York. I did off Broadway. I did a uh, Tracy Letts play called oh, Mary wow. Page Marlowe. Yeah, it was nice. amazing. Wow. And then I did um, Network on Broadway. Oh wow! I didn't yeah. know. I, I'm like not a big months. theater person. I yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I you know I kind of am aware of the bigger shows and like my kids are kind of more into theater than I am. Yeah. I have a weird. Um, <laughs> I have a weird. Like I like musicals. Like I just re, I just. Was in New York and saw the Oklahoma. Uh-huh. You know, the, oh yeah, the, sort the of revamp. Like, yeah, that sort yeah. of like in the round Oklahoma, which yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah, but I had this weird thing with theater. Like I felt it intensely in that Mark Rothko play, which was that? called Red, I think. That uh, about Rothko? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. It was in it was in here in L.A. and um, Albert Molina. Played oh, yeah. Rothko, and I can't remember who played. Like it's like his protege, uh-huh. and it's mostly two people, and it's about art. And they, I get this weird feeling of embarrassment <laughs> watching someone <laughs> being in the same room with someone, like getting intensely emotional <laughs> about art. And I know it's fake. Right. I know they're not real. You know, it's yeah. like they're putting on. It's yes. It's like to me, it just it mirrors my own feeling. Uh-huh. Of having to do an audition where you have to do something big. Right. In somebody's office. Yes. With yes, like yes. three people and a, some poor kid videotaping you. Uh-huh. And you have to like get really angry and yell or something. Yeah. And it just feels like, I to me it always feels like jerking off in front of somebody I or something. I hear you, yes. It's just like, oh, this is so artificial and yes. weird. And in a theater audience, I often just end up. I don't get transported. Uh-huh. I don't get carried away. I just feel like, oh my god! Yes, you're so, so aware of ugh, the artifice yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I Albert Molina is really fucking going to town up there, and, and I want right to leave. Here. Yeah, and I want to yes. get out of here. What is it? It's about uh, the the camera somehow allows you distance, distance from it. Absolutely, because it's like this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The, the camera can't look back at you. Right. Whereas I do feel like, ugh, I don't know, there's just, and it's like, and also I, when you're watching something that's filmed, that was filmed a while ago, you yeah. know, or even if it's live, it's like, I'm somewhere else. But you did yeah. improv. I know. I know. But it's that's so But that's like comedy, you right. know, it's like, and honestly, I can do, 
you know, I mean, I walked around sets in a fucking dance belt for a day. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, we like all have done that. Nudity is like <laughs> yeah. not a big, right? Not a big thing, or like, you know, even like doing bits where like, and th- like the nudity part of yeah. it is always like for me, and especially like from ages ago on the Conan show starting out, we both would kind of do it, but it was like, but like. The my nudity is hilarious, uh-huh, uh-huh. whereas like somebody else's nudity is hot, uh-huh, uh-huh. and that I'm supposed to go, oh, you know, like I just somebody was just telling me like Chris Farley doing that Chippendales bit, right? It, it was just the worst thing in the fucking world right. for him to right. have to do this bit, right? But you have no choice but to uh, fucking go for it, yes, right. And as good as he was, as genius as he was, he fucking killed it. Yes. He made it like. Something that will be looked at for generations yes. in terms of comedy. Right. But it is a primarily hurtful thing to do to a human being. Totally. To go, let's look at your body and laugh. Yes, totally. Because, because to me, and having thought about it, the thing that's funny about it is like a body like that should not be seen. Should not be seen like You yeah, should be yeah, covering yeah. that fucker right, up and right. being ashamed of that thing. Yes, right. And so it's like I've done that and yeah. it's and it's it's a weird thing and yeah. I can and I don't, you know, I, it's not like it's, it's not a profound hurt. It's just like, well, this kind of sucks. Yeah. But this is part of the job, you yes. know. And, and, and I'm, you know, and I'm not uptight about showing my body or stuff. Yeah. And I'm not uptight about making an ass of myself. Yeah. But, or looking ugly. Right. Like I, like I always loved it early on in comedy when there were women and they would get a compliment like, boy, you are so okay with looking ugly. Like that—that that was like some heroism. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, like, totally. You know, like it's I like mean, it's like it's wh- risky. What? Okay. Maybe somebody Are, won't want to fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You actually became unfuckable for right, a minute. Right. How, How brave did you survive? How brave? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Um. So it just, but that's like separate than that's I don't a know. different vulnerability. Yes, and like you said before. There's the difference between somebody that wants to be looked at and then is also shy. Yeah. I think it's about the control of it. Uh-huh. Like, like I don't want you looking at me when I decide I don't want you looking at me. Yes. But when I want you looking at me, I want you to shut up, sit in a dark room, and yeah. I'm going to get in front of some lights, and you're going to look at me like that. Uh-huh. You know? Right. But, like, but like if, if you come up to me <laughs> at a family gathering and want to talk to me, I'm going to crawl out of my skin and go, uh, I got to go, go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom and look at my phone for 20 yes. minutes, you know? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But theater for you just... It's, it makes my skin crawl Oh, a lot. that's yeah. so funny. I, like I say, I like musicals. Yeah. Like, uh... Like I'm trying to think of like like Oklahoma was great and uh, I really loved Fun Home like oh my god. and that and that was a heartbreaker but oh my god but it was a just awesome songs yes. and just you know it's so good amazingly Amazing talented story. people in it yeah did you read that book yeah oh, I read the good. yeah I read the book before I didn't I didn't even, I read the book and then I, because I don't know so much about theater yeah when I, the I, 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 my ex-wife bought me and my son tickets for it. And I was like, oh, wait, it's that? Like, is that what that is? I was like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I well, you okay, just don't know okay, how theater cool. works at okay, all. Okay, cool. You know? <laughs> that sounds good. We sit here yeah. and watch this. I'd like to go see that if yeah. it's that thing. I didn't know what it's it was. It's a graphic novel on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so after the theater, yep. are you out here 
is it pilot season stuff? Is it's, it just, are you just another actress pounding the pavement? I'm just pounding the pavement. I'm doing a show for HBO. Nice. That's the pavement. Which one is it? It's called Perry Mason. Oh, and, and it's, it's Perry Mason. It's Perry Mason. Oh, awesome. And Matthew Reese is Perry Mason. Oh, wow. Amazing. Oh, my God, he's fantastic. John Lithgow's in it, which oh, is crazy. He was just on our show. <sighs> He's like the nicest fucking person. Yeah, John Lithgow. Oh, Matthew Reese, I don't know, but he's John also, Lithgow. They're both Ugh. ridiculous. Yeah. Everyone on this show is so nice. And it's always so amazing. Nice people in show business. It's like the secret is like, you don't have to be this nice. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so it's like the people that are just. They're saints. They're just like, oh my God. Yeah. You're kind and you remembered my name. Yeah, and shit yeah. Like that, you know. Like you're a human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm playing a, this is the thing that I'm playing a preacher in and set in the 1930s. Wow. And it's so much fun. Is it, is it like episodic or is it, it one is. long episodes. story? So it's a premise rather than a, than a, than it's a like series. It's like one, well, it's like a one, one long case. I see. For this, for And this is season. it meant to, is it meant as a limited series or is it meant to be ongoing? I think it might continue. Oh, I don't nice. know. But it's a great character. Wow. Yeah. And that's cool because- like that's a you know Perry Mason is kind of corny yeah the original yeah so totally. it's like one of those things that's like sure yeah this could be <laughs> the execution of it yeah it could be awesome it's like you know? a movie yeah it's honestly like a movie and it's a prequel too so it's not you know he's like figuring out who he is oh he's not he's Perry not Mason a, he's not the, Perry, yeah, yeah. the Perry Mason we know right. the suave, we all know and love yeah, yeah 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 who never lost a case or whatever yeah who actually probably did you know who Perry Mason was before no he, did you know God, Perry no. Yeah, yeah yeah no idea my I dad just was like it. the theme song's really great yeah I just know it from UHF what's that Cha- <laughs> see huh? there again that's uh, <laughs> channels two through uh, I think it was. 11 or maybe uh-huh. 13 or 14. That's VHF, which oh. is very high frequency. And then UHF, UHF was all the kind of like local channels. That's frequency. ultra high frequency. Oh, it is. And that was like, and that was like, maybe it was one. I can't remember where the cutoff was, uh-huh. but it was two different dials on the old TV. Oh. And so like, you know, your ABC, NBC, CBS would yeah. be like, you know, seven, five and two. And then the PBS would be 11 or 13. Right. And then when you get to like 26, like I'm just going from Chicago, mm-hmm. Channel 26 was the Spanish language channel, <laughs> which also would show uh, uh, like the Japanese kids shows like Johnny Sacco oh, and, his, and his magic robot. Yeah. 32 was WFLD. That was the all reruns. That yeah. was Brady Bunch, uh, you know, the Brady Bunch and yeah. the Partridge family. And then 44 was old shitty movies. Uh-huh. And that was, and there was like, there was a Bible channel in there in the middle, yeah. but that, you know, all those UHF channels were, that was like where you'd see Perry Mason, Perry Mason. or where you'd see my three sons, oh, you know, right. or whatever, you know? So it's, it's like, it is funny <laughs> to say like, that. it's a prequel to Perry Mason. Like even I, at my age, I'm like, uh, why are you doing this? Like, like, what am I? I swear oh, it's, it's good. Perry Mason. I swear but, it's no, no, good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying it's honestly. Well, first of all, what does HBO do that's shitty? True. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, I can't I feel like really. They've got something going. I can't really think. I mean, there's certain things that aren't to my taste. Sure. But it's all fucking high quality it's stuff, crazy. you know? I never thought I'd get to work for HBO. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's like a thing that exists over there. Yeah. Well, we, I've kept you long enough. We need to start wrapping this up. 
How do we wrap it up? Well, there's two more questions. There's the. Uh, there's two more questions. We yeah, answered one quick. question. Yeah, that was where have you? Uh, where do you come from? <laughs> now we're going. Where Where are you going? Where am I going? Yeah, where are you going? Great question. Yeah, I don't. Thanks. Know. It's, I ask I it to everybody. I love that question. I love that question. I don't have an answer for. Where it. do you want to go? This what is, do you want? Again, yeah. see, this is like a hard thing for I me to say. I know that's a huge thing, but, but it, it's also, also kind of like, like you I, as a human being, you got to kind of have a notion of what you're, you know. I guess so, but I also feel like very in tune with this idea of like, I have no idea. Yeah. And I kind of love that. I love that something will come up that I'm not predicting. Yeah. Or that I'm not even dreaming of. And yeah. I couldn't have conceived of yeah, yeah. this character or this thing project or this whatever um yeah i don't know i think i need to get better at that yeah at being like i want this yeah yeah because it's hard enough with dinner yeah <laughs> it's hard enough with postmates do you think you do that do you th- oh, this is i'm no I'm, go for it i'm saying you and i sh- i'm meaning me uh-huh. <laughs> do you think that you make yourself available to all of these outside kind of like requests. Yeah. Like to be this character, to do this project, because you don't, you're a little scared to answer what yes, you want. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, like yeah. I'm terrified to write. Yeah. I'm terrified to direct. The blank page is the scariest fucking oh, thing in the world. Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It's directing, so though, I've done directing. Directing is fun. Yeah. Directing is fun because it, if you look at it as just, and I, well, and also too, like I have a lot of experience from doing the Conan show. Like yeah. the my the unseen part of my job on the Conan show is helping produce that show yeah, every day. Amazing, and yeah. it's just making decisions. Yeah, it's just here's a bit. It needs a new ending. Right. Um. Is this good enough? Nah, it's not. You know. Yeah. So directing is just you got all these people in their own departments, yeah. and they come up and they say, "How do you want this to be? Yeah. What kind of couch do you want? Yeah." Is this wardrobe okay? Yeah. And you just, it's just a matter of having good taste and making choices. Yes. So directing, yeah. be be ready for that. It's yeah. not it's not it's, I want to do yeah, it. Yeah. It's 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 really, really fun. And yeah. especially I've just directed uh commercials. Yeah. There's a game show aspect to it in that it's beat the clock. <laughs> right. Beat the clock and don't spend all the money. Uh-huh. And you have to, on the fly, make decisions. Oh, that's cool, yeah. We're running out of time. We're not going to have time to shoot that scene. Let's just turn around in this room and shoot that scene on on this side of the to room. To be so creative. Yeah, just to yeah. be like, and like I say, it's like, or, or just like, we're not going to be able to do that. Right. That visual joke, let's build that into this, yes. this bit too. Yes. And it's just, it's thrilling problem solving. And like I say, and there's a beat the clock. It's like, fuck, we've only, you know, in two hours we go into overtime. Like, like a time constraint. Absolutely. Conan, like, you know that the show has to go out at this, you know what I mean? You have a limited. Oh, 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 uh, uh, when he came back to me to do the tonight show, I was like, fuck. Yes. Uh Think of it today and put it out tonight. Yes. Right. Because I had been in development. I had, you know, I had done three sitcoms. Yeah. I'd been on number one on the call sheet three times and it hadn't worked out. So I'm kind of like, eh, maybe that's not meant to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe it's not what America really wants of their Andy Richter. So, okay. You know what I mean? I can. Like, America has I, spoken. I don't need, I don't need that. I don't right. actually don't like that. Like, yes. I'm glad that Conan is Conan. Yeah. Conan needs to be Conan. Yeah. He needs to, like, a show named Andy, to uh-huh. me, is mortifying. Oh, my God. It's mortifying to me. Why? Like, uh, 
too much. Too much. Too much. I don't want to be the bride at the wedding. You want to be. You want to. I want to be. Yes. I want to be the the nice relative. Uh You know that like can leave whenever he wants. Right. That doesn't have to say hi to everybody. Uh That doesn't uh have all the attention on him. That just and because. When you have all the attention on you, your time is not your own. No, totally. It's not. Totally. You don't. You, you, it's it's a it's a giving up of freedom. Yeah. Unless you really are getting something out of that attention, and yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I like attention just fine. Yeah. But uh, is it also more of a collaborative position that you get to be in? Yes. Like it's more of a making the thing with yes. someone else, yes. as opposed to having to be like. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it's all about me. Yeah, 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 no. I'm much more like collaboration. And yeah. I mean, and as I've looked at, you know, other like television projects to do, like I did a pilot where I definitely want to just be part of an ensemble. Yeah, yeah. And I and I also want to be something that I'm not normally, which is yes. the nice guy or the friend or the uh-huh. slightly dumb guy. Like I got, like I did a pilot a couple of years ago where I was the asshole boss. I was right. like the Dabney Ooh, Coleman. Yeah. Oh, fun. It was the fucking best. Yeah. And it's because I can be a dick. Yeah. Like I, and I mean, I know, you know, you, know like you have that capacity. Yeah. I know yeah. that I can be a good dick. <laughs> yeah. And then I can, and then I can play it well. And yeah. it's something that like in life goofing around the office, yeah. like I can play and people will be like. Like, wow, you should be that, you know, like you that should be dick. like, yeah, like a corrupt cop. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, oh, fucking be. write something. I'll yeah. be a corrupt <laughs> cop all day, you know. Would you ever write something for yourself? I have tried. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I have a pilot, you know, that I just wrote recently and yeah. it just for one reason or another. I think it's really funny. And yeah. it's, you know. Like unfortunately, like it's just something as dumb as that it takes place on a on a spaceship, but uh-huh. it's not like there's no aliens or anything. Uh-huh. It's just like people getting off Earth because Earth is dying. Yeah. So it's kind of like I always was saying it was like Andy Griffith in space. Oh, that's great. I like guess there's just no there's no aliens. Yeah. There's no you know you it's just, just it's just it, space. You might as well be at a mall. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just happens to be going you know yeah. to another planet because this one's dying I love you know? that yeah um but you know I take it out and it's like oh it's really funny but we're doing a space thing uh-huh. you know there's just a lot of that kind of dumb shit happens everybody's so boring I know What's I know I know them? and it's like and and I kind of get it like okay yeah you got a space thing but right. you know and then and then you just kind of get used to that sort of Perpetual heartbreak yeah. of falling in love with an idea, yeah. being feeling brave enough to actually actualizing it and putting on a page and slaving over making it good and working with someone to kind of get it its best. Yeah. And then really, here's my baby. And then people kind of going like. Wow. And then you have to eventually be like, oh, my baby died. Because you, you have know. to totally love it. Yes. You have to fully believe in it, fully yes. love it, to commit to it creatively, yeah. pitching it, all of that. And, and you... And having, you know, and you probably, you know, you have a, an experience of this probably with, with Orphan Black. You, you, you love it, but you know it's going to die. Uh-huh. You know there's an end in store. Yeah. So you try and galvanize yourself. Yeah. You try and protect yourself. Yeah. You try and pull yourself back. And you think, okay, when that went away, that really fucking hurt. Yes. And I'm not going to do that again. This yeah. next one, I'm going to be really guarded. Uh-huh. And, oh, this, I like this. This is funny. And then immediately. This is great. Yeah. And then it, and then it goes away and you're like, ah, fuck, I did yes. it again. Yeah. Ouch. I that know. That hurt again. I know. But I don't know how else you can do it. I don't I either. I don't know how you can. I, I have had friends say to me cynically, this script that I wrote that I really liked, I really, I, I, 
it it, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So now I'm going to write something like I'm going to write a, you know, Big Bang Theory, oh. or I'm going to write a two and a half minute. Right. And I always am like, I can't, I, I can't do that. No. I can't. I only have to try and do what I like. Well, because it requires so much of you. Like I never, I can't, I think I'm so daunted to write something because I'm like, I need to love this so deeply for like five years. Yeah. I need to believe in this completely yep. for that amount of time. Because you're going to live in it. Because you have to live in it. And you're also going to like... What happens after two years if you get bored with it? Yeah, I you know? mean, a nightmare. Oh. This is why I don't have a tattoo. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the same fucking way. I, I, I always don't like say anything my, enough. I was just like, I was always like, I never, and this is my, I, uh-huh. I never could think of something that while they're rolling me over in a nursing home bed that I wouldn't <laughs> go like, oh fuck, they're seeing it. Oh Christ! They're seeing. Was that, there ever something that Motley Crue? Yeah, thing, exactly. You know, that lyric or whatever. What you know. would it be? If you had to, there was okay. I, mm, I there it. was there was a uh, a comic book, and I'm not even a big comic book guy. Uh-huh. But I and I can't even remember the name of it. But there was this. It was kind of like the thing, uh-huh. like a stone man, uh, and it was a very. It was. I think it was a one off. But there is a point in the in the comic book where he does a cannonball uh-huh. into a. Part into a pool at a party to completely empty the pool and ruin the party. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's a frame of him doing a cannonball in a fetal position. Oh. And the way it was drawn, it was it, intentionally supposed to look like Earth. Oh, that's beautiful. So it was like all these kind of multi-layered things. Oh, I love and that. And I was really like. That's the image. Yeah. That cannonball guy yeah, yeah. made of stone. Yes. Impenetrable <laughs> guy made of stone representing the Earth. Yeah. About to do like. Uh, ruin the party. Incredibly, yeah, ruin the party. <laughs> like a childish, destructive ruin the party thing. It's so many but I was always, but I was, Yeah, but I was kind of like, no one's going to understand the context. And I'm not going to want to ex- explain that it. context yeah. to everybody. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck it. You know, I just never. Is this where it was going to be? On your I, don't, I have no idea. You kept holding your arm. I know. I, well, I mean, that seems like the most logical place. Yeah, yeah. You know, a sleeve, but, a full sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but then I just, I just was never like, oh, you know. I just couldn't. And I, you know, and I know too many people yeah. that had tattoos oh, that boy. then got them removed. Which is a nightmare. Oh, Which it's is the worse worst. Than, worse than anything. The it's worst. so, it's such a long, expensive it process. It hurts. It it's hurts. lasers. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. They're zapping through I your know. skin. And then also as an actor, every time you see somebody in the and, fucking chair taking an extra 45 minutes. Which I don't need because I'm already a lady. Yeah. And so I'm in there for an hour <laughs> no and a half shit. to two hours. But like seeing, like I just worked on a show that had young kids. And there's yeah. like this young guy, you know, and by young kids, I mean like at 17, 18. Uh-huh. This kid, an extra half hour a day to like cover up his fucking Maori war tattoo <laughs> on his arm. And it's like. Okay. All right, dude. All right, there you go. All right. Hope that was worth it. I'm going to get a full face tattoo and just, <laughs> everyone's going to have to live with me. <laughs> live that's with my good. choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you really want to, that's that's when you become a director. The just full, full face, face tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, no yeah. tattoos anywhere else. Right, right, right. Everyone will take me seriously that's then. Right. <laughs> They'll be terrified of yep. me. Yep, just a brick wall. <laughs> On your face. How With two little that? windows for my eyes. <laughs> Hello. Right? Yep. I can commit to that. Well, so I'm, So you don't know where you're going. No idea. Yeah? No. But that's, you know, you don't, that's a, the great thing too is you don't have to know. No, and even if I knew, 
Even if I planned, it would be like, yeah, yeah. It's never. That's do like, you see yourself staying in LA though? Do you have any I kind love of like, it here. Oh, you do? Oh, my oh God, good. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy here. I like it a lot too. Yeah. I don't, you know, I still, I miss green. That's the main thing I miss. Sure. But, uh, but I do, like, it's really comfortable. If you, if you figure out your place yeah. in this town, yeah. You can live a nice life. Yeah. You, you can move here and end up in a in a part of town that's full of a bunch of fucking phonies and assholes. Totally. And be like, this town's full of phonies and assholes. Yep. And then you move, you find another neighborhood. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, this I is feel actually like that was my cool. experience of it. Yeah. It's like different neighborhoods. I've been coming here for like 10 years. Yeah. And depending where I was, I was completely, uh, totally changed my experience of it. Yeah. Like if I was in a different neighborhood, I would be miserable. Yeah, I've never yeah. been sadder. Than I've ever, LA is the saddest I've ever been, but also the happiest I've ever oh, been. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, Not it, sad now. Yeah, yeah. Happy now, but in the but past. It's like, pilot incidentally, yeah, awful, yeah, yeah. Depressing. It's, yeah, it's weird because it is a town, like Mark Marin years ago had a great line about, he said, when you look at that, that layer of, of, smoke above LA he said it's not it's not smog it's vaporized disappointment oh my god and, um, and it's it was thick yesterday uh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah I was yeah, taking yeah. pictures of it yeah it was suffocating it's not as dirty as it used to be when I first got out of here it was actual like you, filth it was actual filth yeah the <laughs> smog was pretty bad but um, but yeah it's it can be a real you can feel the palpable disappointment yeah in this town but also it's a it's a it's the weather's nice. Yeah. There's a lot of like you can you can get by yeah. fairly cheaply. You know, I mean not like not like, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma cheaply, sure. but you know, relatively speaking, totally. you live in the valley, you know, you live in the valley, live yeah. still decent food. Yeah. Weather's nice. You got the ocean. You got all so kinds many shows. of shows. Yeah. So much to see. So, so much to like, see. So much and so many different ethnic things to yeah, happen. So absolutely. many different sort of ethnic it, no, it's a really and people don't really well, the reason people don't think about that much is because there's a lot of people on the fucking west side yeah. that never experience it. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Totally. You know. Totally. They're like they're, you know, people that proudly say, I never go east of La Brea. Well, that's Suck then you're missing. Yeah, then you're fucking. Butt. You're missing the best part of town. I, th- I'm on the east. Yeah, yeah. I love it yeah. so much. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's it is. It's nice. It's different, and it's it certainly feels more real. Yeah. So fully, fully. Well, let's get to the last question. What have you learned? Did people ask you for advice? Do you get like kind of like they asked me what I would tell myself? Oh, when I was younger. That's the question. They, don't they wanna, like don't want my they advice. They know you've made terrible mistakes. Yeah, they're like, and they're what like, would you change? Yeah, yeah. You should probably have, you have fought to better? do some different stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what advice would you give a baby version of you? Because <laughs> that's about all you can yeah. handle. Yeah, yeah. Um, what have I learned? Do, do, do. I I think just trying to learn to. I'm learning. I'm learning to become okay with the total unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, in my work and in my life and in just everything. Did you stress about it yeah. at earlier times in your life? Totally, totally. But at the same time was doing improv. Yeah. So I had this like, again, this weird mix of like very heady, mm-hmm. but was yearning for that freedom. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Like being comfortable with not knowing. How did, how did that sort of worry about 
not know or you know but yeah. needing to know what the future would bring would it manifest itself in certain ways Anxiety. would you make yeah would you make bad choices or like choices that you wouldn't make now yeah i mean i think i would take myself out of situations mm-hmm. i wouldn't dive into something that i didn't know like a work thing or just work, mean social yeah. thing like social yeah. work um, a moment in a scene where I was like, oof, I can feel myself wanting to do that, but I don't know what that's going to look like, and that might be so humiliating. Uh, Humiliation is like a big embarrassment. Like, I think that's why I revere comedians. Yeah. Because there's such an openness to that threat yeah. of humiliation. Yeah, yeah. That is like so delicious yeah. and brave to yeah, me. Yeah. Like, I just find it so exciting. And It like, is. Yeah. It's thrilling to watch, yeah. and it's like, very inspiring yeah. to live on that, you know. Because it's, well, the thing that I like about it and the thing that I always, like I, I, like one thing that I like about life and one thing that I value in people, and I don't have a good word, a good way of expressing it other than they understand the blood and guts of it. Yeah. That like we're fucking sacks of fluid and that like and that like life is just a series of like unpleasant aromas and (laughs) you know and that and that and you know and base emotions and urges and just yeah and 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 it's and that's not like that's actually kind of like fantastic yeah it's kind of thrilling to me that like we're all just you know, that it's all just so messy and yes. smelly and yep. and sad and hilarious and, you know. Yes. And that the the, the notion of kind of a, a poise or a composure to me is just like graveyard whistling. When it's yeah. like if you're walking, get scared. You know, yes. it's, you're in the fucking totally. graveyard. Get scared. Stop the whistling, you know. Graveyard whistling. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I think as an actor, that's what I'm always striving to find is that place of like – Total acceptance of all of that stuff, yeah. which is it, like we've been talking about when you have those outside eyes going like, but look more like this or be more like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a bizarre place to do it maybe, yeah, yeah. to search for it. But yeah. also I think it is when it's at its best, yeah. that's like what it – it looks like you have a tattoo now because you have a paper <gasps> Oh, That's dear. pretty cool. That is. Get a little weird heart thing. I just, I was playing with a purple paperclip and it got <laughs> stuck to my forearm. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I think that is, yeah, I think that that is, uh, I got flummoxed by the purple paperclip. <laughs> I don't remember what I'm saying. Um, the yeah. humanity. Yeah. Not being above humanity. Right, right, right. Yeah. I do think, yeah, that's, um, it's something to strive for, you know? But I think that's why all those other weird things. The things like awards or the things like whatever, interviews even. Yeah, yeah. It's like this other world. Yeah, yeah. That feels so disconnected sometimes from. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say is yeah. that, that, that the sort of the, the, two, the two sides of this, again, like a, you know, the, the parallel ends of this kind of, of graph of, of – not caring and just kind of letting it all hang out and then also and being concerned about the way you're being perceived like that's mm. a, I don't think that that's a that's a like a the, the tension between that is never ending yeah because as much as I can think like I don't give a fuck and I mean as time has gone on I truly do like I feel like one of my minor superpowers is not giving a fuck yeah, in well, lots and lots of situations yeah. and I'm I'm so happy that I have acquired that skill mm. but there again 
I will look on fucking Twitter. I'll go into some corner of Twitter and feel like, oh my God. Yes. They're all saying terrible things about me. And and it's like, and there's all kinds of shit people can say that doesn't, like people can call me fat. Mm. They can call me a loser. Mm. They can say like, oh, your show's all failed. All fucking day. Yeah. Don't fucking care. But there's like a couple of things that they can say about me that it's like, (gasps) Oh, oh, I had that recently with, oh. with network. Actually, I stupidly read my reviews the day after opening. Oh yeah, like a fucking dummy because oh. I was like, I bet these are gonna be great. Right, right, right. They saw through me so hard. They saw the thing that I was most terrified of being. Somebody wrote about me, uh, something about it's like she's a dorky kid. And I was like, boo, like so seen for exactly who I am. Let's be honest. Yeah. But like who I could not be in that role in my head because it was like Diana Christensen played by Faye Dunaway. Sure, of course. Sexiest person on the planet. Whatever they hired me. But, but see, reading that. Yeah. And that, that actually, I learned a lot getting back on stage after that. Yeah. Like the next, that night. Right. You got it. I had to. And I had to be like as big and yeah. as like exposed, you know, for the next eight months, holding that thing in me that was like, that's this a is shitty. What that's a shitty thing to say in a review, though, it's, because yeah. are they saying? Are, were they saying it as like it's a casting issue, or were they saying that it's like it was? It was a lot. It was like we're not sure if it's the this or the that, but she kind of comes off as a dorky kid, and I was like, and I. It, I think because it's innate to me, it is kind of true. And I don't think it's, I think it is a shitty thing to say. Yeah. Reviews are whatever, like seriously, whatever. Right, right. But. And also, get on stage, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're sitting in this dark space and you can just kind of say whatever. Right. About one performance, Mm -hmm. one night of eight months. Yeah. Um, But getting back on stage and like standing in it. And like, yeah. uh, like allowing that to be true, right? And not fighting that. Yeah, yeah. This is this was a big thing, I learned too. Was just like getting back up. Yeah, yeah. After falling down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tough. Well, good for you. Well, we'll see. Shit, that would. Yeah, that that's. A, <laughs> it was eviscerated. Yeah, that's I almost that's wanted rough. To make like a little collage of like all the things people said. Yeah. As like a kind of. <laughs> It's just something to un- I, I unfold like on the yeah. subway and go like, I don't mind. I, don't I love mind. it. I'm going to get tattooed yeah. on my body. I'm going to press on this rotten tooth. That's what I should Oh, do. I had a tattoo of just all your bad kid. reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a dorky kid dorky right across kid, your right shoulders. Across my face. Oh, across your face. Right That's across nice. my mouth. Oh, nice, Where nice. the dork stuff comes or out. Or a tramp stamp. A, tramp a, dor- stamp. a dorky kid tramp stamp. This is going to be great for That'll be great for me. <laughs> you know what and you're then, getting into. And then have the quotes and then the person's name, like in little text <laughs> underneath. And just like a bio, this short bio. <laughs> I'll get them to write a short bio. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, this has been really great. We've talked a long time, longer than, I mean, I always, I don't want to waste people's time, but this has been really fun. Thank and, you uh, so much for having me. You're welcome. Me. And thanks for coming out when you're not feeling so good. Hey. Yeah. yeah hopefully you don't get it. I won't. I won't. I'm, uh, you know, my, my credit. I'm also like a, a, you know, 
I'm always low level, not feeling great. So whatever. <laughs> no, I was, I, was tell, well, I was telling state. you. I was telling you before this. You know, from having children. Oh my god! Whenever anybody's because you didn't, you like gave me a fist bump rather than a shake uh-huh. hand, and I was like, well, I'm kind of not feeling that great either. But I would have shook your hand because <laughs> I just having kids. It's like yeah. once somebody like sneezes in your face every other day it for up down yeah your for shirt. twelve yeah for twelve years. You're like, yeah, you know what? This whole notion of like. Germ proofing yourself is a pretension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We live in a fucking barnyard and we might as well get used (laughs) to it. Well, Tatiana, thank you so much. Thank you. And we will be back again next week with more gold. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It's produced by me, Kevin Bartelt, executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, associate produced by Jen Samples and Galit Sahayek, and engineered by Will Becton. And if you haven't already, make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.